Welcome to Happy Hour with Julie and Liz. So Liz. Yes. Ready to start our hour of happy hour. We took a week off last week. I apologize to our listener. I think we had one person tweeting asking where it was. Someone asked. We have people that care about us, Julie. We have a person. We have a fan. They wait for the, for us. Thank um, you, fan. So, uh, we have some some news. I don't know if it's really happy news, but um, well, I guess it's happy news for <clears throat> Democrats in the media and a lot of Never Trump Republicans, and that is that the killer of Ashley Babbitt, the Trump supporter who was shot and killed at the Capitol insurrection on January 6th. Um, Her killer will not be charged and the Justice Department, shockingly, I know you will be in just your jaw will drop when you hear this, has closed its investigation and will not charge anyone with shooting and killing her. I hope you put investigation in air quotes because we actually Mm -hmm. have no idea what kind of investigation, if any, happened. Well, here's what the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office said in a statement yesterday. Of course, this is the same office that is launching a nationwide manhunt for anyone who stepped on the wrong blade of grass outside the Capitol building on January 6th. Here's what this office says. Quote, officials examined video footage posted on social media. That's great. Statements from the officer involved. We still don't know his name and other officers and witnesses to the event. Physical evidence from the scene of the shooting and the results of an autopsy. Based on that investigation, air quotes, officials determined that there's insufficient evidence to support a criminal prosecution. Okay. Um, Why don't we know the name of the police officer? that shot Ashley Babbitt, because we certainly learn about the names of the police officers involved in other uh, officer-involved shootings. How like, dare really you? really fast. How I dare know. you? <laughs> How dare you? Madame. How dare you? We use our Greta voice. How dare you compare this to anything related to Black Lives Matter shootings, protests? I mean, obviously, Liz, it's not even comparable well i'm confused because there's just a huge anti-police movement well-funded uh out there and i'm just not hearing anything from them on this particular uh on the ashley babbitt murder so it's just strange you know that sometimes also the same goes for our prison uh reform friends who don't seem to care that the uh, January 6th rioters, some of them are, you know, still in jail and solitary confinement and apparently getting uh, beat up by the prison guards. So, you know. Yeah, isn't that nice? This is fine. This is fine. It's fine. Well, here's another Whatever. little interesting, timely dichotomy in what the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office says in its defense of this still unidentified, unnamed Capitol Police officer That according to uh, federal law, the prosecutors would have to prove that the officer used force that was constitutionally unreasonable, not only that, but that the officer did so willfully. Now listen to this. See if this rings any bells about what might have happened this week in another town. As this requirement has been interpreted by the courts, evidence that an officer acted out of fear, mistake, panic, misperception, negligence, or even poor judgment cannot establish the high level of intent required. Didn't didn't that woman who just resigned and is now being charged with manslaughter, doesn't that describe what she did when she thought she grabbed her gut, her taser, but she grabbed a firearm? I don't know. Yes, I think that sounds familiar, right? So she, you can tell in the video that she admitted she made a mistake. She was saying taser, well, taser, screamed, and then shot taser, him. Taser, taser, taser. Yeah. I mean, look, obviously he was a choir boy, not with no, you know, criminal record and obviously, you know, well-intentioned, whatever he was doing at the moment. So... No. 
he was singled out for being black because the cops were like, right. we're going to kill a black person today. Let's find one. And so they did. And this little cherub or whatever just happened to be the unlucky <laughs> dude. No, it's just ridiculous. You know, um, I was talking to my mom a couple days ago who asked me what I thought about this. And I explained to her that this gentleman, Dwayne Wright, I think his name is, mm-hmm. um, you know, that he was quite uh, for the age of 20, for the young age of 20, he had quite a quite a past. And I told her what he had done. He um, was involved in an armed robbery. He choked the woman that he was mm-hmm. trying to rob. Then he um, was released on bail for for this the woman picked him up picked him out of a lineup he was released on bail he was um the conditions were that he couldn't be around drugs alcohol or firearms um he was subsequently busted with a firearm and his uh probation was revoked and i think that that was pending i think there may have even been a bench warrant out for him for not showing up to a hearing so um you know does this mean he should have been killed? No, it absolutely doesn't. But, you know, I see a lot of really smart people, people who are just so sm- much smarter than Julie and I on mm-hmm. Twitter saying, well, expired license tags doesn't mean you should die, you know, in response to people saying stop resisting arrest. And it's like, no, you shouldn't be killed for resisting arrest. However, if you want to minimize the likelihood that you will be shot, tased or killed, by a police officer, you should not resist arrest. That's, this isn't about oughts, what ought to be, you know, this is you, if you want to raise the level of tension in an already tense situation by resisting arrest, then, you, you know, th- th- this is what happens. I mean, it's, in, in a perfect world, these police officers would never miss or they would whatever. Some of these crazy Democrats are like, well, shoot him in the leg. That was just hilarious. Yeah, shoot mm-hmm. him in the hand. OK, sure. um, right. you know, that's just not how it works. So um, it's it's a tragedy. And it was very clearly an accident. This woman made a mistake. She was horrified and crying. But it doesn't matter because there's a political point to be made. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we have not heard about the fine young member of the Nation of Islam who killed the Capitol Hill police officer um, by, I guess he was like rammed his car into some barricades in front of the White House. We haven't heard anything about that dude and his background. And of course, the police officer is dead, but no one cares about that because I guess that's good. And there's just so many of these instances where there's a, just a, such a disparate justice. Remember the mass shooter in uh, Denver who... Um, who? Wait, when was I that? know, exactly. Right. He was, um, uh, I guess he was a naturalized citizen from Syria who I believe had some strong allegiance to uh, Islamicism. Um, you know, those things just get brushed over and yet things like this, the media goes unchecked. So anyway, back to my mom, this story about my mom. So my mom was like horrified that there were all these things about this guy that no, that they didn't tell her on CNN. You know, she was like, (laughs) why wouldn't they say that? I'm like, they, they wouldn't say it because they want you to think he was shot because he was black and not because he had an arrest warrant out for him or that he resisted arrest. And if you are a regular listener of happy hour, you know that neither Julie nor Liz are fans of the cops. <laughs> we are that not fans of the cops. True. We need that disclaimer. Yes. We need to say that straight up, but I am extremely polite and nice. If I get pulled over, which it happens, it's very rare. Um, and I'm yes, sir. No, sir. Here's ma'am. You know, I have a concealed carry permit here in Virginia. So when they run my plates, they know they're coming to my car and they know I might have a gun. Okay. So that means I have to be a hundred thousand times nicer. I put my hands out the window when they pull over, pull me over. I stop my car and I put my hands out the window. So they know I'm not reaching for my, you know, that's like the (laughs) universal sign of you can sodomize me and I'm not going to do anything just so that I don't get killed. So, I mean, we're all very nice, but the fact is if you resist arrest, you are increasing the likelihood that you're going to be shot and killed or killed. I mean, it's, it's, 
that's it. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. But anyway, so yes. Yeah, so I explained to my mother that the reason she didn't know all of these other things about this little cherub um, was because they are, want people like my mother to believe that this kid was shot just because he was black and that it was because he had air fresheners hanging from his window, his uh, rear view mirror, which I guess was the original story. So there you go. Well, look, to, in CNN's defense and the other left uh, 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 corporate <laughs> corporate media, they have been very busy reporting exactly why Ashley Babbitt deserved to be executed. I know. Right. And, you know, she basically had it coming. And here uh, there was just this. And let's just say, of course, the media has zero interest in identifying who this Capitol Police officer is. There's a lot of rumors about who he is. But these investigative journalists don't want to investigate who the Capitol Police officer is, who shot. Allegedly, there was an investigation with looks like a joke. Um, and now, you know, she basically deserved it. And here's what the Washington Post wrote yesterday. Babbitt hailed from San Diego area, became an ardent supporter of QAnon, an extremist ideology that the FBI has deemed a domestic terror threat and a backer of President Donald Trump. Her since deleted Twitter account showed her allegiance to QAnon. She often echoed Trump's baseless claims that the November election presidential election was stolen. So, sorry, Ashley Babbitt, you deserve what you, you deserve. She your was asking for it. Julie, she was asking for it. Her you skirt know, was a little that, too short that day. That's exactly what the undertone of that is. And um, the fact that this investigation isn't transparent at all um, on the government's part is just more reason for people to be suspicious. Right. And of course, we'll never get those answers because the DOJ is led by a man who is Robert Mueller-ish, probably more Joe Biden-ish. We're not even sure exactly what Merrick Garland is doing these days. Um, But he, of course, compared January 6th to the Oklahoma City bombing, which resulted in the murder of 168 Americans, including children. So when you're dealing with Uh, people who think that way, who feel that it's absolutely not just okay, but necessary to weaponize the Justice Department and every other government agency against middle America, regular Americans who justifiably believe that the 2020 election was not on the up and up and pretend that they have some allegiance to QAnon, which the left and our government is absolutely obsessed with. Um, Then we're never going to get the truth. And of course, the truth doesn't matter to half of the country anyway. They want to believe whatever group think they're told to digest by and regurgitate and recite by the left. And so they're happy to do that. They actually and they don't care what happened to Ashley Babbitt. They really don't No. Well, they don't care about any of these people who are actually killed by police either. You know, I yeah, mean, they, they really point. don't. They, right. And here's a, a good um a good example of this. So this Dwayne Wright gentleman deceased um, was, uh, con- I believe, convicted of a violent felony robbery with a firearm. OK, he was then busted for breaking the firearm rule. OK, and these are the same people um, who have turned him into a saint that are trying to ban guns. You know, this is exactly the kind of person who should be punished for violating probation or release or whatever when he was not supposed to have a firearm. And he did have a firearm. You know, a lot of people say, point out, guns to a supporters like me, there's thousands and thousands of laws on the books about guns. Mm-hmm. It, we have no shortage of law of gun, of law, gun laws in this country. We don't. The problem is that they're just not enforced. And this is an example of this. Is anyone talking about how this guy is has com- committed gun violence? And then violated his probation with a firearm. Nobody's, nobody's, you know, nobody's pointing that out. And because the, none of this is about principles. It's about power and getting power. So these people at the top, the media, the um, race hoaxers, they are only interested in getting power. They're not interested in defending the principles uniformly. And of course, I, like I said earlier, we're not, he- we're not hearing from the same people we normally would 
when someone is unjustly imprisoned or talking about prison brutality or overarching the justice system over punishing people for first time offenses of basically nonviolent acts. We're just not right. hearing from them. And this is how you know that this is absolutely not about principle, but it is about power and control. That's it. So, it is. And it's one thing when you just have, you know, the typical CNNs or Washington Post or whoever, the media, but this has just reached another level. And we can talk a little bit about the Senate and House Intelligence Committee hearings that went on yes, uh, Wednesday and Thursday with uh, Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines and FBI Director Chris Wray. Um, this is at, as one con Republican congressman said today, we've crossed a Rubicon where we are using U.S. authorities and agencies to go inward and um, criminalize political views, political protests in a far different way than, say, the other side. And so we saw that. I had a quick piece up this week about that. As the DOJ is announcing it's look, it is seeking what they're calling deferred prosecution in several cases related to the Portland siege, which has been ongoing now for months and months. These are basically plea agreements with violent offenders, repeat offenders who have attacked police, destroyed federal property, etc. I would say in most instances, far worse uh, crimes than what we saw on January 6th. But yet here's the Justice Department letting these people off the hook, while at the same time, you have more than three dozen January 6th defendants who are rotting in solitary confinement in a D.C. Uh, correctional facility. Uh, and until today, no Republican officials have spoken out in defense of these people and blasted uh, the DOJ for what they're doing to these people. We finally got some comments about that today. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's disgusting. Um, it, there's such a, I think Tucker talked about this last night or the night before where there's so clearly two standards of justice here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know how much longer we can continue like this. Um, who knows? Um, it's very, it's very, dis it's very dis disgusting. And I, um, know that Politico article that talked about how the DOJ was concerned because, you know, they're setting a precedent for the January 6th rioters who are, who do deserve to be punished um, by the way that they're treating the Portland and the Seattle rioters. Um, I mean, think about that. Letting them off. I mean, that's yeah, just think that that concern, is Julie. part. Yeah, that's part of the calculus of what they're doing by letting these Portland rioters off. Um, surely what's been happening in Brooklyn Center the past few days, even the arrests that they've made, you know that those charges are going to be dropped because that's what happens. It happened in basically every city in 2020. And so this is part of their calculus of how this is going to impact these cases against capital defendants because they know that these people are being treated differently. I mean, they are political prisoners. They want to keep them that way. So they don't want to do anything that will jeopardize the, the abusive prosecution of these, you know, 350 plus Americans right now. That is a sick and twisted place where we are in this country right now. Um, and so that's why, but, but you had legal experts, even in that Politico article, who were downplaying what happened in Portland and saying, well, but this attack on the Capitol is something totally different. Well, there's not. Uh, how? I mean, how I is torching a federal courthouse different than the Capitol building? I mean, Merrick Garland had all kinds of excuses why, but most Americans understand. It happened at night, Julie, obviously. The difference is that it happened at night. Right. That's what he said. Yep. He said, well, they it were is. conducting business. And it's like, OK, well, then what about the ladies who like busted into the Senate during the Kavanaugh confirmation hearing? That was during the day and that was interrupting official business. But what happened? Nothing happened. And Nothing that was happened. far worse so, because they worse. actually they confronted and verbally assaulted 
senators in elevators outside. Well, they they made fake. They fake confronted Jeff Flake because that was like he was he was probably planned that. You he know, was for a crisis actor. Yeah, he's a, Jeff Flake's a crisis actor. But that was, but but yes, it's the same thing. And then I'm sure that the people who went on January 6th with a plan to like bust into the Capitol probably had spent the summer watching Antifa's greatest hits, you know, in Portland right. and in Seattle and in and Minneapolis and New York and Philadelphia, where there was just, they were just let to do pretty much whatever they wanted. And, um, you know, and thought, oh, okay, cool. Um, this is, um, this, these are the new rules. I'm in. And unfortunately, it's like, that's not how it works. Not how well, it works. Well, and this also, of course, is happening with the backdrop of the George Floyd, Derek Chauvin trial, um, obviously ongoing in the same area, same county, Hennepin, Hennepin County, Minnesota. Um, you know, Liz, and maybe your mom is surprised at this. This will be the first time that literally tens of millions of Americans hear the facts of George Floyd's drug abuse, all the drugs that he was ginned up on that day, how he behaved with police, his heart condition, uh, his poor health, that he had COVID. They really think that like the small cop, you know, knelt on the back of this huge man who was completely drugged up, not healthy anyway, and somehow that suffocated him. So this is the first time, too, that Americans are hearing the reality, to the extent they're paying attention, of exactly what happened to George Floyd that day. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not a forensic scientist or anything, but it's hard to believe that the amount of drugs that he did have in his system, along with his bad his health. I mean, didn't he have COVID too at the same time? He um, did. So, I mean, it's hard to say that that didn't play into, you know, him, him not doing so well in that, in that, that position when he was on the ground and he was already complaining about not being able to breathe before he even got put on the ground. But, you know, again, there's a narrative. They, these media sources, they only get traffic when they are, um, you know, hate, get, get people to hate click, right? They have to get more and more outrageous. It's like in the olden days or the greatest days, let's say back in the 80s, when you were like at the grocery store with your parent or something and you were checking out and there was all these tabloids by the um, checkout counter and it was like, you know, share really an alien or whatever, like the craziest stuff. Why? Cause they want you to pick it up and buy it and find out what they say inside. So that's the same way the media is right now with this. They have their, they, they, they're politically motivated and they have to sell the most divisive story stories out there. They have to frame it in the most divisive inflammatory way in order to get the clicks. It's disgu- it's, it's disgusting. Who why are, is anyone even reading or giving any attention to these outlets anymore? I don't know. Well, I mean, they have to because they are junkies. They're 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 junkies and this is their fix. They have to get their hit on against, you know, it was Trump, it still is Trump to an extent, but now it's whoever the villain is, whether it's Ron DeSantis making up lies about him or Josh Hawley or Ted Cruz, you know, it, it there's always a villain and these people always need their, their, their high. I mean, uh, they need to get their high and these are the outlets who continue to act as, as their dealer. That's what this is. And it's, it's sick. I mean, we have half of a country who is literally addicted to lies, to distortion, to destruction. Um, they get off on it and it's, it's, you know, it's not right. And this will not portend a good end for anyone. Um, but here's the question. Where does this go with police? I mean, yes, you and I are not big boosters of, of police officers. We have plenty of legitimate criticism in our lifetime about them. But where does this go? I mean, you have reports, and I've heard this firsthand about Chicago Police Department, I mean, they're not going after people anymore. They're not going to risk their lives or their families' lives by chasing down criminals in the worst neighborhoods in the country. 
to jeopardize that. They're leaving the force, hundreds really, uh, every month. For the first time, someone told me CPD is actually running ads trying to recruit police officers to take the test um, to get into the academy. Usually there's a huge waiting list. They're now having to run ads because they can't find anybody who wants to be a police officer anymore. Why would you? And so, you know, we could be somewhat safely ensconced in the suburbs or other areas. Um, Of course, we all have spillover from these violent cities, but these are the people who are going to pay the price. These are the neighborhoods and areas that are just devolving into total lawlessness. They need the police the most. And it's just this, this trajectory of, you know, it's going to just be a rogue, like wild, wild west in these neighborhoods. And no, the there's cops. going to be social workers. There's going to be social workers. Well, there's that. Didn't we hear, You're right. <clears throat> didn't we hear about that? We heard there's going to be social workers that will go and <clears throat> we won't have this problem because I don't know, because the social workers are what get shot dead on the scene. I mean, I don't I don't I don't know how it's going to work either. I mean, the good police officers are retiring. Good people aren't going to go into policing. I don't know if you've seen any of these videos making the rounds about in from San Francisco where the um, Chesa Bowden, the child of two imprisoned domestic terrorists is um, the, the district attorney there and they are not prosecuting any crimes that are valued at less than a thousand dollars. So people will just walk into stores and just steal stuff. And the store clerks are not going to call the police. Police aren't going to come. Why, you know, why waste their time? Right. They're not going to no. they're not going to be prosecuted. So a lot of these stores are are leaving and I don't blame them. And honestly, they they all should. Um, why they don't. I don't know. Um, but I, if I was a store owner like CVS or Walgreens and just watching people walk in and just start, yeah. lo- you know, just loading up bags full of stuff. I mean, it's crazy. But the people voted for Chesa Bowden and the people voted for a, a representatives who support these things. And okay. so they're not going to have police. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we eventually get to a place where people just have private security forces in certain areas. Well, that's what they're going to have to do. And that is going to be the new way to protect your family, your community, your business, certainly, uh, your subdivision, whatever it is, because you just you're not going to be able to rely on this. And, you know, again, blame the woke, white, privileged suburban women. These are the people who continue to drive this radical agenda, put their imprimatur on it, force their stupid <laughs> husbands to go along with this and elect these Democrats not ju- obviously not in the cities, but the suburbs. And so they, you know, we'll, we'll see how this works out for them and their kids. Not, not well. <clears throat> That's my, my belief. So Liz, speaking of lies, I mean, we could oh, just God. go on and on about lies. So <laughs> Thursday morning, breaking report from the daily beast. Remember when um, we were told that the Russians had a bounty on uh, U.S. military, our troops in Afghanistan. Yes. And I remember, wasn't it under the Trump administration? We were told Trump didn't care. Right. Like he was in like, that- we have a lot of troops. Who cares? <laughs> Go ahead. What's the bounty? Whatever. On this. How much is the bounty? I mean, why, why isn't it more? Anyway, go ahead. You guys need to cut a better deal. <laughs> That's right. So apparently, I know, and now this was like reason to impeach Trump again. You had people like Liz Cheney screaming from the rafters about this and how Trump didn't care about our troops, et cetera. So it turns out that is was a lie. On Thursday, the Biden wow. administration announced U.S. intelligence only had a low to moderate confidence in the story after all. Translated from the jargon of spy world, that means the intelligence agency have found the story is at best unproven and possibly untrue. Wow. That is that's amazing because that's such a surprise 
that the media should come out with a sensational story sourced by anonymous in, information and people and then um, in a couple months have it turn out to be a lie. Or in the case of the <laughs> Russia collusion hoax, a couple years. Wow. That's the first t- time that's happened. It, that This is why I'm so surprised. How many times does this need to happen to the average like CNN viewer or mainstream media consumer before they're like, these people are lying. They, they, they are liars and then get, be done with them. I just wonder. They don't because they will continue to repeat that story. Just like they, you still have most Democrats who believe that the Steele dossier is legitimate intelligence called by a former British spy. They still believe in collusion they still believe every they still think that Officer Sicknick was murdered by a fire extinguisher and that five people died in the riots yeah. on January 6th. You know, the truth does not matter to these people. So even when you have a, a left wing propaganda outfit out like the Daily Beast, which occasionally does come up with some good reporting, even though you have them disclosing this, it doesn't matter because people are still going to want to believe what they want to believe. Well, and the retraction is always on page 32 or something. So um, nobody's sharing the retraction that doesn't go viral the way the original stories do. So when they step it back, like we've got a bunch of school boards that are pushing out the 1619 mythology, even though that's kind of been like quietly put away, (laughs) you know, and even though it was, of course, Pulitzer Prize winner. Um, So. You know, we we don't get apologies. Nobody's punished for running stories that late serious stories that have to be retracted. And, you know, at one point, at what point do you people stop stop trusting these sources? And I think, you know, you're right, Julie. Many of the people don't ever see the retractions. And I think there's a lot of people that don't care. They just want to be told. They just want their their biases confirmed by the media. Right. That's exactly right. And so there's another story well, that'll bite Donald us. Trump didn't care about the bounty on the troops. <clears throat> and of course he didn't care about, remember when he went to Normandy and, you know, we were told that he oh, right. dismissed the military and he was like, I don't want to go out in the rain. I don't care about the dead heroes, you know, Suckers fuck and them losers. or whatever. Suckers yeah. And you know, of course he said that. Right. Of course he said it. And, um, you know, people just want to have that parroted back to themselves. So here we are. It's a sad, it's a sad place. But so now this major story has been retracted. Okay. Is anyone going to apologize to President Trump for smearing him? No, of course not. No. Nope. I'll just go ahead and we'll duke it out on Twitter. Who was right? Who was wrong? Who said what last summer? Who's, you know, and then it just, because no one is ever, no one is ever fired. No one ever loses their job for lying, intentionally making up stories and misleading the American public. The media, something has to be done with the news media in this country. The idea that this is a free press that is entitled, continue to be entitled to First Amendment protections in the original scope that they would be the watchdogs of what happened to the government. Now they are pure just propaganda arm for the left and Democrats. This is not a free press. I mean, they are insidious and they're doing political work disguised as journalism. Something has to be done. I don't know exactly what, but um, they are the, this is the industry. This is the space that is destroying the country. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very depressing. So uh, tomorrow there'll be another story (laughs) just like this one every day. There's yeah. some new story that's debunked. Just shame, shame. So now we'll pivot to the other big news of the week, and that was the pause in the distribution of the J&J one-shot vaccine. Um, the vaccine started to uh, raise some concerns last week when three states shut down vaccine sites due to severe adverse uh, side effects. Um, But now the CDC and FDA put a pause on J&J's experimental vaccine. It only has emergency uh, use use authorization because reportedly six women uh, developed a severe reaction, a blood clot that caused really a 
brain hemorrhage and one woman died. One woman is in, still in critical condition condition. Anyway, that's the story that we've been told. Um, so this has uh, really thrown a wrench into vaccine plans. Uh, Joe Biden's plan to inoculate 200 million Americans in his first hundred days and then does nothing to uh, debunk I think justified vaccine hesitancy by lots of Americans. Well, as you know, <laughs> I think I want to come clean with our fans and audience and say that I am a ticking time bomb right now <laughs> because I got I shouldn't laugh, but I mean with the J and J last week. It's been seven days and counting, almost seven days and like four hours. I'm not <laughs> counting or anything, whatever. Um, so yeah, um, I, I'm just, uh, you know, following along here, uh, was not pleased to see that news. Um, I don't really know, uh, talking to medical people like who that they tell me that the main reason that that they went out that they, that they pulled the vaccine is because the people that had the clots were not treated properly. Like initially they were given heparin, which is the standard treatment for people that have clotting issues and um, that you are not supposed to give heparin to people with these JJ clots. Right. So they wanted to whatever tell, I guess uh, the medical community the hospitals like don't give heparin. I I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm just waiting it out here, trying not to freak out. Um, well, Liz, do you want? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the list of symptoms that you need to watch for, and just tell. I me. already know. You know what? Don't repeat them. If you want to hear them, Google them. Because if I hear them, I'll start experiencing them because I have an anxiety disorder. So it's really been a rough. 48 hours for Liz here. Um, I should have made fun. That's why I'm sorry. But it's like. like so the scene in airplane where the woman is describing the symptoms of whatever the food poisoning is and the guy it's like every time she says something the guy like vomits or he like starts twitching or whatever she yeah, says yeah. like right I don't want, yeah, that's I don't want me. you to do that. So that's great. And I mean, I think that this whole operation has been poorly run from the start. I mean, not just the vaccines the fact that they were rushed that might cause people to be suspicious, but also um, one of our favorite people here at happy hour. Um, and it wouldn't really be a happy hour if we weren't, didn't mention Anthony Fauci, who for some reason cannot explain why the vaccines are effective, but you also still have to act as if they aren't effective. Right. Um, Tucker Carlson got into a bit of a, some trouble, you know, just, the usual, they're always going after Tucker, who raised the issue. And I think it's a fair one. And I don't think he was saying that the vaccines don't work. I think he was saying, why are they telling us the vaccines work? And then still insisting, like, we have to do behavior, mm -hmm. like the vaccines don't work. And right. I, I really think that's a good point. I think that they underestimate how contradictory that is for people, you know, to say you need to get a vaccine. And then even after whenever it allegedly is supposed to um, uh, kick in, that you still have to wear double mask and six feet away and you can't, your kids can't go to school still, or, you know, all of these other things. It's, it's crazy to think that people are like, well, then why am I doing this at all on uh, on a product that's already under a little suspicion because it was, you know, rushed to market fairly quickly. So, um, you know, it it's no wonder that they're having trouble now getting people to get vaccinated. And also that I saw a poll just came out that, you know, people's trust in the vaccine level has fallen. Well, yeah, because you just pulled this off the market. And, you know, people are going to be like, hey, wait a minute, maybe this wasn't done as thoroughly as it was supposed to be done. Exactly. And I do think people initially viewed this as a cure all. This was going to end the lockdowns. This was going to enable people to take off their masks and live, you know, a life that America But it was kind of sold like that at first. Well, it, it was. It, it, it totally sold. was. 
like it's going to be over. Just get vaccinated. And then you have all these idiots on Instagram and TikTok and all the social media outlets saying, oh, we can't wait. Everybody go get vaccinated. We'll go back to the go back to normal and all this. And then now that it started, it turns out that, you know, Anthony Fauci can't explain why if the vaccine is effective, you still have to wear masks and take all these precautions. And if it's because you can still get coronavirus, which is true, you can still get the virus. That's right. And you can even get hospitalized, as we're learning now from it, that, you know, then why didn't cut out the middlemen? What's the what's the need for the vaccine at all? Well, also, Liz, everyone has a story of someone they know or at least a few people who have had moderate to severe reactions to these shots, whether it's the second shot of Moderna or Pfizer or certainly the JJ shot, which I have heard from numerous people has been very debilitating for young, healthy people who are being forced to take this either on college campuses or their sports leagues or whatever it is. This is not something that healthy people, especially if they have antibodies and they may not know that they do. Now, of course, a lot of college kids have already contracted this or tested positive for it. Um, This is not something that should just be administered because, look, the bottom line is these vaccines were tested on a very, very small sample of Americans. We have no idea the cross section, for example, with the J&J shot, how many women on birth control between the ages of 18 to 48 were administered this shot? How long were they observed? What were the side effects that they um, that they encountered? We don't have any sampling of that. In fact, when I looked at the JJ report um, that they submitted uh, for their emergency use authorization, it looked to me it was um, their sample of people younger than 50 was about 20% of the overall population who was tested. That's what it looked like to me. I I don't exactly quote me on that, but we don't know how many young women, and keep in mind, this is the shot that's being offered on college campuses across the country. My daughter is at a private school in upstate New York. This is the shot that they were encouraging. I wouldn't, that's a nice way to put it. Um, Basically forcing kids to take, uh, including young women, and a lot you would assume on the birth control pill. Well, now they have no idea how many of those women were involved in this experimental vaccine and what their long-term side effects are because this really happened three weeks after they got the shot. It wasn't even like a day or so. These were women experiencing these, you know, several days to a few weeks after oh, getting the shot. 16 to 13 days. 16 to 13 days. Yeah, that's what? a long time. I mean, no, if you had it I, right you away. You have to tell me. <laughs> you have to tell me. TikTok. <laughs> It is. And the other thing, I think I've mentioned this to you, too, is that um, we don't it's very dangerous for somebody who has the coronavirus to get vaccinated. And it's dangerous, probably dangerous from what I've read for someone that has antibodies to get vaccinated. So why are we not testing people before they get vaccinated for either one of these things? And we know that there's a lot of asymptomatic people and people who are asymptomatic and now have antibodies you know it's that is very i i question that um well none of the necessary precautions are are in line for anyone taking these vaccines i mean they just aren't you could just basically show up anywhere and get this drive-by vaccine they don't know these people's medical histories what kind of medication you're on you know do you have a low platelet count already this is what this uh JJ vaccine um, was causing. And so, but look, this is not about six women who developed this reaction. Uh, This is far more ranging. That's why you had these sites shutting down beforehand. Um, I thought it was sketchy that they were like, oh, distribution is going to be low because 15 million doses had to get dumped. Well, I think people across the country were reporting these adverse uh, um, effects. And in fact, yesterday, during the CDC vaccine advisory panel meeting, um, they did not, as some people suspected, that they would uh, undo this pause. Uh, they said they uh, did not wish to vote or put any motions on the table to vote on to change the current recommendation. And they're going to set another meeting apparently next week to look at this. This is not just about six women having a bad reaction to the shot. There's a lot more 
to this story that, of course, we're not being told. Great. Sorry. Just get a lot of rest. Don't just don't move for the next. Oh, that's helpful. That's helpful. All right. Let's talk about something that's not as as horrifying. Wait, we Um, have something we we do. I don't know. Okay. I guess this is I'm forgetting this is happy hour where we don't talk about happy things because the happy is ironic. (laughs) It's It's exactly right. Kind of happy, but not really. (laughs) So what else is in the news today? It's been um, a pretty crazy um, week with those two big announcements and uh, the continuing race riots going on. I think we're on day five of the riots over Dwayne in Minnesota. And I think... I believe they've called in the National Guard. I'm not sure if it's helping or anything. Or I know what we can talk about because I know you'll know about this, Julie. So the inspector general released a report about the Capitol Police. Oh, yes. Right. That's right. And what did we learn in that report? What did we find? Well, Well, uh, unfortunately, I did not have a chance to read through the report. I think it was posted late yesterday and just been chasing all these other things. But it looked like to me that was it the police, Capitol Police were instructed to stand down or that they had been well, warned. Muriel Bowser, Muriel Bowser came out ahead of time and, and said she didn't want any law enforcement. You know, she did not want any nothing. It, it all had to go through her and she didn't want, you know, a police presence. Um, and that's because I think Trump came out ahead of the January 6th and authorized the use of the National Guard to do whatever was necessary to secure the Capitol on January 6th. And of course, that never happened. Um, And so I think the Capitol Police kind of got dinged for that, um, which is kind of unfortunate because I'm sure the people on the ground were just doing what they were told. You know, you've got to wonder, there's so many different angles for approval of you know, putting personnel on the ground that, you know, because you have the D.C. police, you have the Capitol Hill police, you've got the National Guard, you know, these are all entities that answer to different groups, you know, different authorities. So really, you've got to wonder, why was there so little preparation for this, even though there was allegedly information ahead of time that, um, there was going to be there's going to be trouble. Um, I know in Virginia, I think some of the FBI in Virginia warned that there was going to be some troublemakers there. So, right. That's right. Know, maybe one day we'll he- figure it out. It just seems like everybody's pointing fingers at the other at the other agency about why this, you know, that we didn't protect the Capitol as we should. Well, the problem as you know, and as just as evident with everything, the Capitol Police can't be trusted to tell the truth either. I mean, they are, they're pawns of the Democratic Party too. And, you know, they've lied repeatedly about the circumstances related to January 6th. Plus, we have video of some officers letting people in. We have officers who are barricading certain areas. We're not really sure why they were preventing people from going in or walking around or even being out in certain areas outside of the Capitol. Like they were setting up restricted areas so they could charge people with trespassing. So um, this is why, Liz, I agree with Nancy Pelosi on one thing. I'm all for a a 9-11 style commission, public committees, bipartisan committee. Hopefully, I don't know who we would put on it, Devin Nunes, Jim Jordan, maybe that's it, the only people we could rely on, um, to air the truth because it's just one lie on top of another. And so can we even trust this report that came out? I don't know. We certainly can't trust anything that comes out of our federal government right now. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's kind so, of uh, sad. <laughs> Not happy. No, I mean, as- it's yeah. So that sounds like a great note to end the show on uh, something. <laughs> no, there's got to be something happy. Do we have anything happy to report? I mean, oh, there's got to you know be what? something. You know what was happy this past week was watching um, Hideki Matsuyama. I know you're not a golfer, but he is this Japanese uh, golfer. 
Uh, he's just a great player. Uh, I love his swing. Um, he doesn't speak the language, which makes it even more entertaining. So he won the Masters last Sunday by one stroke. He barely beat this young upstart who really I had never heard of either um, uh, by one stroke. But anyway, that was uh, sort of exciting. You saw a bunch of players not make the cut last week. Dustin Johnson, who won it last fall. The Masters was moved. Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy. Sorry, not Rory McIlroy. Roy McElroy and a bunch didn't make the cut. So it was sort of a fun Masters and it was great to see uh, Matsuyama win. So it, does that count? I don't know. Yeah. Right? Well, is golf woke yet or is it is it like the last holdout? Well, I mean, here was it was in Georgia. So I think that there was some uh, hope that for now for now. Yeah. Now, look. <laughs> I will say last year when the PGA was playing, they did the eight minute, 57 second, whatever pause for George Floyd before he was suffocated something. Um, and they have on the, they are doing, they were trying to do some BLM stuff last year, but I didn't see any indication of it, at least at the masters and they have spectators there, which is great. Um, so it was in Georgia. I think there was, they were trying some pressure to get that canceled, but that was never going to happen. So that was good to see. So watch golf. Don't watch baseball or basketball or really anything else. All right. Well, hopefully <laughs> next week. Well, <clears throat> it'll be better news, but it probably won't because, um, you know, everything is falling <laughs> apart. So um, so there's that. But um, thank you for for spending this hour with us. We will be back next week. And I'm sorry we weren't here the week before. We should have given you a heads up, but we didn't. That's my fault. I should have tweeted out to all our fans, many of whom are silent, I'm sure, uh, <laughs> that we weren't going to be here the week before. But we will be here next week. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes if you aren't already. And, of course, give us five stars or six if you can. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Happy Hour with Julie and Liz. We'll see you next week. 